0: Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The
1: entire Bible every year.
0: On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. So we will ask questions for the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. Hello, everyone. Thank you for
2: joining us tonight uh, for this episode of The Bible Live. And I say episode because it's really getting... Uh, busy in uh, the, oh, yes. the Old Testament story yes. of um, of these times, were in it, uh, in they got, we in the in the we we completed First Kings almost we got to chapter eighteen so 2
3: well, oh, yes. oh, so
2: Kings yes yes oh. so we've gotten into a very it's a very busy book we called recovering the kings of mm-hmm. israel mm-hmm. uh in the, in the north mm-hmm. and the kings of judah in the south and so you, you got to kind of have a a roster uh, <laughs> of the players uh, who's on first right not to
3: mention we have elijah and elisha and elijah. So, <laughs> so
2: it, it can be help. a little while uh, uh, and and the stories yeah. wow yeah. the just one story after another some of them with great um lessons and some of them with lessons but we don't know what the lesson <laughs> is uh, it's just going to be exciting so thank yeah. you for joining with us tonight um, um I'm speaking a little better great, in yes. general, yeah. but I don't know how I'm speaking tonight. <laughs> I feel like I'm struggling a little bit.
3: Sunday evening's a little, uh, yeah, a little sleepy for everybody.
2: I think so. Uh, well, so I'm it over to Stacy and let her guide us through th- some of these stories and this, yeah. this very momentous. Period of time, yeah. the great risk to Israel, uh, the Davidic lineage is almost wiped out mm-hmm. uh, by this wicked king Athaliah, a queen Athaliah, and it just it's just wild and crazy Um, but stay with it and stay in it and some wonderful lessons for us
3: and it's a lot of fun if you are a fan of history archaeology um, this particular time in history my son is studying I know in a lot of classical education they go through they use the story of the world as their history uh, books and it's so fun. He, uh, this, uh, this year, I mean, where he's reading about Assyria and Nineveh and the library and, uh, and Israel and Judah and, uh, and, and Egypt uh, and yeah. Greece and Alexander the Great. And then Julius Caesar and Rome. And you go from ancient, these ancient civilizations and the Philistines and Tyre and their Navy. And it's so fun to learn about that in the context of Scripture and yes. uh, and okay, so where was you know where was David in all of this, or where was Jehoshaphat or Ahab and these stories and how they fit into what was happening at that time?
2: Maybe it in the would world? be a uh, be a good thing, Stacey, if you remind our listeners of the timeline, uh, uh, strategic location. Of Israel. Right. Yes. Why did God choose that piece of real estate yes. when it was right in the middle of these great oh, empires? Yes. Right. Uh, I mean,
3: I'm not sure exactly why God did, <laughs> but <laughs> I, we as did. As it turned I, out, it yes.
2: was. Um, they were so right. The, yes. It went Egypt was the great power, then Aram became the great power, mm-hmm. then. Uh, Bab- uh, then um, Assyria. what Assyria, mm-hmm. and then Babylon—all mm-hmm. the great powers just many dec- many yeah. centuries yes. rotated around the Jerusalem.
3: and uh-huh. this
2: little Jerusalem had—they were there because God had wanted them to have a witness mm-hmm. for Him.
1: Right?
2: They wanted right. It, He they were to show these people. What the true and living God right. was like. Right. So it is exciting. That's exactly how the history went yes. for these uh, for these centuries. Right. These empires. Even in, to in the point.
3: Course. Yeah, when we were talking about, and maybe this will kind of be a good segue into. Uh, it affected everything. Um, so not only as far this, they were known as the people with. The, with the one god you know they have so many gods and this people this kind of strange people have one god and they have this story that they have been writing out for centuries at this point and up until this point we were just talking about you know it's it's kings and we know of it as first and second kings but for most of the early, at least, writings, it was just Kings, just like it was just Samuel, not first and second Samuel, it was just Chronicles, not first and second. And you asked me, do you know when they separated, when they became, it? and I assumed, oh, you know, the Geneva, color. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was thinking, you gonna... <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, and like, no, this is, and you even said, um, you know, 605 BC, and I went, oh, you mean AD. You're like, no no b c and that's uh because at that time uh it's the subtuigent, Septuagint, and that was likely they're not exactly sure when but uh scri- jewish scribes uh it was a big Nineveh had their big library. Uh, and then Alexander had already come and gone and the rise of the Greek language and Greek empire and uh, in Alexandria, the great city in Egypt had already been established and the library in Alexandria, people are writing more and and so these Jewish scribes were asked to write to translate from Hebrew into Greek for the library in Alexandria and that was the Septuagint and that is when they divided these books into two books just to make them easier access and easier to... Yeah, I,
2: I believe they ran out, ran out of scroll ran out of scroll room or something. <laughs>
1: For the first but one.
2: But the Septuagint, so, uh, yes. I mean, the, the 70, mm-hmm. 70 scholars were employed to affect the translation mm-hmm. from... Um, Hebrew to Greek, yeah. so it's called the Septuagint. Which is, of
3: course, just so fascinating, because then we yes. already have that when Paul, you know, begins his... And, you know, who knows what Jesus might have read from, if it was from the Hebrew or if it was from the Septuagint, Greek. the Greek. Um, who are his... Let's see, we've got... who? Who is our Greek uh, disciple? Um of, G- of the twelve disciples, who's there? Do we have a Greek disciple?
2: No, I mean, I just, they're uh, Greek. Greek. Oh, who's maybe Greek? so. I I don't know. Maybe, Didn't Luke? Think write it to... Luke uh-huh. was not a Hebrew, so I guess he was a Greek. Maybe he was <laughs> Greek. <laughs> Luke, yeah. Luke's if part. you're not a Hebrew, you've got to be a Greek. Yeah. I don't
4: uh, anyways, know. Anyways,
3: it's just very uh, so. Kings is a lot of fun in that way. If you're a history buff. Uh, there's a lot of cross-referencing with different kings. There's so many names of people, too. So, I mean, if you're trying to figure out history in a timeline and archaeology, uh, it's a great book for scholars. Yes. A lot of fun.
2: Yes, and, uh, because especially because they have the date yes. dating system. Right. right. Now, you told me... Two weeks ago that you read an article about uh, a Moabite oh, yes. uh, um, king and they found a brand new source. It's a, This is in t- today's news yes. that they had a brand new source that talked about David, a King David, and talked about battles of that time right. and everything in it supported the biblical narrative that we have there in the Old Testament, and that is rather typical. The more we the more we learn, the more we find that the Bible is accurate and true. Uh, that's an important 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 point to make, especially uh, in this in this section. Yeah. It, it talks about um, the a famous famous. Famous Battle of Karchemis in 605, 609 B.C. And that's the battle when young King Josiah is killed in in the Battle of Karchemis. And so this is right along with World world History. Mm -hmm.
3: Yes. It is. It's it's really fascinating. And that was what you're talking about, Dad, was the uh the Misha I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, so i apologize. But the Mesha, the Misha steel or steel M E S H A S T E L E, also called the Moabite Stone. Okay. It's a basalt stone slab that has provided historian and linguists with the largest source of the Moabite language to date. And uh they have been able to now verify that a considerable degree of certainty that it contains explicit references to King David. And so this is, I think, now one of the oldest right. uh, fragments of that, that references. So, I mean, it puts them very close together.
2: And Moab is another one yes. of, the, of those kingdoms that is situated around uh, Israel. Yes. There's the, the south of Israel. Right,
3: right, exactly. And that said, they talk about that is the slab is etched with a lengthy account of King Mesha, of Moab, going to war with Israel, which happens in Second Kings chapter three. So it's what we're talking about. It's where we yeah, are right now. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. So if you go to Paris anytime and you go to the Louvre, you can go and look at this stone, that's right. which is was written. Uh, or is it at least the account of what we're reading right now in 2 Kings chapter yeah. 3 how fun is that that's so exciting you know we tend to think of the Bible or such a long time this is all I mean it's you blink and
2: the, the, the years the, the years. decades the centuries <laughs> yeah. rolled on. all
1: do. but
2: the good thing to keep account of is is remember what God is doing mm-hmm. uh, that's I think that's a key thing to see in these passages, mm-hmm. as you follow the God is keeping a witness alive of himself mm-hmm. through Israel, and he's bringing a redeemer, yeah. the Savior is going to come through this people mm-hmm. until that people group needs to survive, right. and uh somebody uh Some people say Satan, uh, the great enemy of of God's plan. They keep trying to somehow, they try to interrupt God's plan. Mm -hmm. And we had a very great, uh, one tremendous experience of this. And you can maybe explain in more detail, Stacey, because you can talk good. (laughs) I
1: can have your mind. (laughs) But
2: when... uh, uh, Ahab and Jezebel came on the scene. Uh, Jehoram, uh, Jehoshaphat's yeah. son. Jehoshaphat was a good king, but he had a lot. And he had a lot of zeal for bringing Israel and Judah back together again. Right. And so he allowed uh, a daughter of Ahab and Jezebel yeah. named Athaliah. To marry his son Jehoram, mm-hmm. and that created uh, a foothold that that yes. that uh, well, Jezebel was a uh, but Jezebel was the daughter daughter of the high priest and the king of uh, of uh, uh, Phoenicia, yes. and, and she was a high priest mm-hmm. of Baal worship, right. and they gave them a foothold into controlling. Israel and Judah bring them back together, but bring him, bring him, bringing, bringing them, bringing them back together in an ungodly alliance.
1: Right. Right. Yes. And
2: uh, and then we see Jehu is raised up by
3: Jehu right is raised, raised up raised up in the north. Yeah. To
2: uh, to to, uh, take, to kill uh, Ahab, Ahab and Jezebel. And Jezebel. But, but Athaliah. Athaliah already, nearly came. Within one person, yeah. one child, I think 22 oh, children were killed by Athaliah and only Joash w- survived because Athaliah's either sister. her sister or her half-sister oh. married Jehoiada, the high priest of Israel, and she saved Joash's life. Wow. And they kept on alive it reminds years me old. of
3: Moses being saved. Yeah, right. But, but, yeah.
2: And when he was seven years old, um, uh, he was placed on on the throne, um, and Athaliah was killed. Uh, uh, that's another thing.
3: Was Athaliah killed prior to him being placed on the throne, or was he saved? I don't a, know. and then, okay. <laughs> I'm say, impressed with what you just <laughs>
2: did you say, place on the phone or the, throat, the, the, throat. The, the, <laughs> yeah well I don't know which came first right. uh, but th- th-
3: a part th- of me th- hopes th- I just kind of hopes that Athaliah lived to see, see that him. he was alive and, oh, be, <laughs> and yeah. stalled I you know that's just me being human but wow yeah this
2: is story after story
3: right of uh, and a
2: lot things. of it relates relate to the the task that God has in history to keep this group, mm-hmm. to fulfill his promise to David and to bring the Messiah mm-hmm. so that Jesus could be born several centuries later, mm-hmm. be born in Bethlehem, the city of David, mm-hmm. and fulfill all mm-hmm. those prophecies. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you struggle with First and Second Kings, Just stay in there. Right. Stay in there. Keep reading it. and Take notes. You might tell them about about this sheet being available on our website. It is on the website.
3: Okay, yes. The dad has a wonderful breakdown, especially uh, if you're a little bit, well, I mean, if you're just trying to get, it's a great resource for kings. It's also just a lot of fun as a historian. It's got each of the kings. So there's 22 in the north and 22 in the south, and a lot of the names sound very familiar <laughs> or similar. <laughs> so it is hard to to keep track, but it has the kings listed in order of their reign, and next to that it has the prophets that, reign- that were the, the contemporaries of those kings, and then it's got the timeline and the date in the center. And so you've got the uh Judah and the south was on the left side of the sheet and you also have then Israel's kings on the right side of the streets of this sheet so you can really see an overview of of the players of who is who is where and when and yes. uh, and that is on the website so as you're reading it and that's a great resource to have just to help you keep your uh dates and names
2: um, and, uh, uh, and prophets and kings. Yes, yeah. Right.
3: And who's where. So that is, yeah. So if you go to the www.thebiblelive.com, so thebiblelive or biblelive.com, either one will take you to the website. And that is where you also can find all of the readings. And so uh, the current reading for the day is always on the home page, front and center. You can just click on that. Uh, if you have missed a day and you need to go back, you click on programs up at the top and uh, uh, pod- uh, our podcast, podcast then programs. And it'll take you to the whole week's reading but until that point even. And it has, uh, I think you'll probably have up to a month of readings from the past. So you can just click through to catch up. You can binge, binge listen to the Bible. But uh, they're great. Dad does a really wonderful reading, a really a good synopsis at the front and the, beginning, uh, front and the ends. So, yeah, I encourage you to go and listen to that. Yeah, I love them. Name, I, I, hopefully uh, one of these years I'll it'll really have sunk in, and I'll,
1: <laughs> I'll get these oh, will, starting will. to sink we'll. in. But uh,
3: I had a friend tell me, I lived in California for a little, about six years, and the first year I was there, never f- did not feel like home. Second year, didn't feel like home. And I had somebody tell me, it takes about three years before a place starts to really begin to feel Ah. like home. So maybe three years, (laughs) the third year, the Bible will really feel like home. home. Yes. Yes. But
2: but you mentioned another way of viewing these passages uh, in terms of kings, in terms of... um, of the the in, international event right. wars, mm-hmm. but then also we have Elijah and Elisha, these oh, two yeah. great prophets, yeah. and Elijah in particular is very, very interesting. He is great, greatly used by the Lord mm-hmm. uh, in this uh, in this time of upheaval and chaos and so on. Elisha is very interesting, interesting as well. Bald. Uh, we
1: know he's bald.
2: <laughs> yeah, we know he's bald because uh, 42 kids, teenagers, I imagine, just were mocking him and a bear comes out of the woods and mauls 42 of them. Uh, there's
3: one of those stories. The story, <laughs> there's
2: a story, yeah. So following the experiences of these two kings mm-hmm. prophets, uh, prophets mm-hmm. is another another way to envision 1st right. and 2nd Kings yes
3: I've uh, yes Elijah and Elisha now they are one of the uh, let's see they're probably where do they fall on this timeline okay they are um, in the north and yeah. so uh, uh, maybe that is why well we have uh they're contemporary well Elijah is kind of the first Yeah. You know, we've talked about this how in Samuel we start to move from priests to prophets, and so it's kind of the era as you know we moved from judges to kings uh, Israel's moving from priests Eli and mm-hmm. uh, um, Samuel to now prophets, and Elijah is one of he's, he's one of the first, if not the first, is he the first no i
2: don't. i don't believe so no okay. no there there are others he is possibly uh well i'd say uh, great jeremiah later on there are very many but he uh elijah is a great a great yes and prophet of god
3: and to be in the uh, in the north poor thing yeah <laughs> he's uh, he's got quite a job. Uh, and and he he oh. he he does start it. He so Elijah is the one uh, taken up in a chariot, mm-hmm. so he doesn't die. He is swept into the chariot. Elijah is also the uh, uh, the great uh, spiritual. What do you call it? The spiritual uh, du- duel. The,
2: the duel. Matt Carmel. <laughs> yeah. Matt
3: Carmel, uh, and he's the one that. Listens for God and mm-hmm. the still, you know, finds his voice wasn't in the whirlwind; it wasn't in earthquake. the earthquake, uh, but he heard God's in the still small voice. voice. Uh, so that's Elijah. Um, there's that. and he
2: told he told three things. Remember, and maybe that'd be a good, good question to put out for your listeners: what three very important events? uh did elijah leave uh, uh mount sinai he had fled uh, from jezebel going down down to mount Horeb or uh, sinai uh-huh. same mountain and he was told to go back and anoint three main people mm-hmm. and they were world world changers. Each one of them mm-hmm. uh changed the world in a very dramatic so way. So
3: interesting. And they're not all Jewish. In fact, right. well, two of them are. Yeah. But uh that's a fascinating
2: thing to so me. So we are to say, can you tell us okay, I like that. one of those three people. Okay. That uh, Elijah was told to anoint.
3: Okay. So at Mount Sinai, what three people did God tell Elijah to anoint in that still small voice? Uh, if you uh, need to look it up, it's First Kings 19, chapter 19, verse 15. And that'll tell you who. We're coming up towards the end of our first segment. The music should be starting here in just a moment so hang in there with us we are listening uh, you're listening to the Bible Live uh, with Soapy Dollar your dad is here in the studios always every week I'm just so glad when you can be here dad we will
2: get into, into some details now um, for of these yes. things we've been yes. talking about
3: yes and so we'll probably do oh I love that music thank you John uh, we will uh, probably go into a few more questions in this next segment we'll finish up First Kings and getting about halfway into Second Kings. And so Thank you so much for being with us. Enjoy this music and this break and come back in just
1: a bit. We go to church and we sing along. Summer is next and it won't be long. So don't forget Jesus.
4: listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
1: Listen everybody because I'm talking to you. Jesus is the only one who can carry you through. Now you better get ready because I'm telling you why Jesus says the comments on is thrown on high Many of the weary, the lone and sad They're gonna wish they hadn't done the things they had Now how you gonna feel about when the things he say are oh, On no
0: that judgment, day. I say now this is The Bible Live you with Sophie Dollar. Everybody gonna be singing a now.
4: Everybody gonna have a wonderful time up there. Oh, 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 glory, hallelujah. Brother, you better get your record until the coming morning. You better get it ready, cause I'm getting your wallet. Everybody gonna have a wonderful time up there.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's That's fun. Fun song for a very fun book of the Bible. I don't know if fun is quite the word to describe King. Sweet but
4: Rosetta I... Tharp.
3: Oh. Oh, thanks, John. That's great. Well, you're listening to The Bible Live. I am Stacy Dollar. Um, I, Soapy Dollar is here. He's with us. I'm so grateful, so glad. Thank you all for your continued prayers and
2: oh, yes. notes and emails
3: um, to him. And we are in the book of First Kings, wrapping it up and starting into Second Kings and having a lot of uh, fun. The names and the dates and the wars uh, just, I mean, they can be a little bit intimidating and maybe a little tedious, but they also are, are great. Each name, each date just seals God into... This story I mean he is active, he is real, he is a part of our history of our archaeology of our story today. this is all uh you know and, and that song pointing to Jesus and points us even today to Jesus and to his coming again and uh our reading for psalms and psalm this past week, the wisdom and worship section was psalm seventy two and uh this was actually one of the questions, but we won't make it a question. I just want to emphasize it. You know, as we read about these 22 kings in the north, 22 kings in the south, and boy, a lot of wickedness, a lot of crazy and sad and heartbreaking and weird stories and things, uh, it certainly brings out what a good leader uh, what we long for, and what a people looks like under good leadership, and then we see how devastating bad leadership can be and Solomon, I think, is the one that wrote this psalm, but he describes the qualities of an ideal king or leader, personal integrity, righteous, fair in his judgments, he's just, and he's compassionate to the downtrodden and so who you know who's that psalm ultimately talking about I mean it's the perfect. Aristotle always says the best form of government actually is a benevolent king, uh, an all a king, but benevolent, benevolent, good, and um, we'll sure. never good and just, and we'll never have that on this side of of Christ being king, and um, but that's exactly what that is the government. He will the government will sit on his shoulders. Um, wonderful counselor that is jesus that is who we long for so as we read this uh kings we can always have our king in mind and be so grateful that he is the one that we've longed for he is good and he is just and he is compassionate and i can't wait till he comes again
2: amen (laughs) right amen goes there right
3: but uh okay so we are in uh first kings still we have a question out there. We we're talking about Elijah as one of the first prophets and uh, I was just thinking, you know, at the break, he's kind of a prophet of prophets. Um one of the things that you mentioned as far as what makes a prophet not we tend to think of it as foretelling. Uh and that is a part of it and Elijah has a lot of that. The the rain um moment, the uh, Ahab's death, right? Oh, is that yes, Elijah?
1: Mm-hmm. Those
2: three, uh, each of those three men he was to uh, anoint, yes, had, had an aspect of um, prediction to that. Okay, that they were going to yes become the king of Ram, become mm-hmm. the king of Israel, Uh-oh. and his own his own replacement.
3: Yes, right. So we didn't give you names, but those are hints for the question. <laughs> but uh, so it's, it has an aspect of foretelling for sure, but it's also forthtelling. And this is Dad's little cheat sheet and way of kind of thinking of. So it's a it's a teacher. It's a it's someone that is just entrenched in God's word one that loves god in fact elijah's name means my god is yahweh <laughs> hi my god is yahweh what an opener when you <laughs> tell somebody right yeah. um but just uh he was his his one track mind he is uh, a a lover of of god of yahweh and he will preach yahweh he will talk about yahweh he will um forth he will and, and so that's that's what makes him a prophet
2: prophets had schools yes uh, at times there were schools of prophets who would serve under elijah yes. and they would take his lessons and
3: mm-hmm. so would on. that be a precursor to a um a rabbi kind of the precursor to rabbi Possibly. perhaps
2: possibly
3: was uh the idea of my well-being mm-hmm. that yeah okay well um and so we have elijah so what that question that we had out there and dad had a couple of hints just there but uh it's found in first kings chapter 19 verse 15 at mount sinai what three people did god tell elijah to anoint and uh, love if you if you want to look that up or if you know the answer uh, feel free to call in. The number is two one zero three four zero nine five eight five, and we can talk about that a little bit. And let us know; we might have a little something for you. Uh, it'd be fun. Let's put one more question out there as well. Um, just I, I have a question. Okay.
2: What was Elijah doing down there anyway? What What was Elijah doing down at Mount Sinai? Okay. What What got you there? was he there? Hmm. Okay.
3: I think I know that one. (laughs) I don't like to ask questions that I'm not sure about. That's a good question. I like that. So, why was Elijah down uh, in Mount Sinai in the first place? And let's do one more. Um, I think that this is. Yes. Okay. Oh, this is probably a. It's a little bit of a gruesome one, but. Well, I think it's probably a fairly well known one. Elijah predicted jezebel's death. What did he say would happen to her body to mm-hmm. her body Ugh. uh that is first kings chapter twenty one verse twenty three um oh very interesting i the chariots of fire oh that's a phenomenon let's talk well there's a couple of things um and this might get into you know, especially when we're speaking of prophets and um, prophecies, Ahab, uh, his death. So he is told he's going to die, right, in this, uh, and he, they're going to battle. So remember, I guess this is uh, Ahab's, so Jehoshaphat is king in the south, so king of Judah, and he has this hope of Israel and Judah uniting again, and so he marries
1: and his, his son, he,
3: his, he, yes, he allows his son to marry Jezebel and Ahab's daughter, Athaliah. Athaliah, his son
2: of Jehoram.
3: Jehoram, okay. So Jehoram and Athaliah married. I mean Jezebel's. She's a Baal worshipper. I mean she's she's the daughter of the high priest of Baal. Athaliah is by no means a. a God-fearing Yahweh, believing they are idol worshippers, and so what? You have to think what Jehoshaphat? (laughs) What isn't there a? Jumping Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat. (laughs) What are you thinking? Uh, But he's and maybe there's so you know you would think that would be a good thing, unite the country again, become a united. You know, we think of even maybe our own country. Surely that's unify unity, um, but not. Not at the, not to forsake your God. Not at the expense of uh, going uh, completely against God in Scripture, um, and it is almost like you said tragedy. Um, Athaliah kills. I mean, it is tragedy. She kills how many of this? Uh,
2: Twenty-two. Uh, Twenty-two,
3: um, which is very tragic and sad. But one survives, and the line of David. And he goes on and becomes the king. But uh, Ahab, so they are, again, dads had mentioned how Israel is so uniquely situated in this world, Uh, in this times. There's Assyria, there's Babylon, always battling out to see who's going to have the most power. They're up in the north. And then you have Aram kind of on the east side. And then you have Egypt in the south and at this point you've got Aram and Moab that are at war with Israel and so Ahab and Jehoshaphat go to battle together to against Moab and Ahab is told he's going to die and so he instead of dressing as the king makes somebody else wear all of the king's armor so that he can hopefully you know try and outwit this prophecy and not die well the uh moabite they they see uh the king they start to flare to go and then some random you know just that's pretty much how it is described kind of a random soldier just shoots a rogue arrow out the out the and it and it it hits (laughs) it's ahab who's just as far as the other, as far as the Moabites know, Ahab's just a pawn. You know, he's just a soldier in some normal armor. But it hits him right at where the armor isn't. Just this one spot that's vulnerable. It reminds me of smog, right? It uh, gets hit. And, and he knows right away he's hit. It's bad. They flee. They go back to camp. And sure enough, he dies that night. But you know, I, I guess the point is, though, when we do have this, when we are told, when we do have this um, of of what might happen or what's going to happen, trying to how, – how do we go about that, I guess? It's just a um, – it, it reminds me of, I guess, the predestination man's free will conversation debate, which has always been a hard thing for me. I mean, God – I think God's will is going to be done, uh, is, is the, and if we try to try to circumvent or try to, and that can be very comforting in this, in the case of, I mean, think of Abraham and David and Isaac and God's covenant promises to us. He to, will make it happen.
2: Depends on whose side you're on, right? <laughs> I
3: guess so. That's right. Um, yeah I mean that, and and maybe that's the kind of the lesson there is you you cannot get around god um and you know we we want to want him not just because of what he does for us and his blessings i mean it is ultimately in fact there's kind of can be a lot of pain and suffering in following christ um so ultimately it's our relationship with him, we want him for him and his goodness and his justice. Um, but at the same time, he, we we should be really glad we're on God's side. (laughs) Um, God is, his will will be done. His ways will, he will bring about his, um, his plan. And I don't know, maybe that can be an encouraging thing if, you know, if you're struggling with certain sins and besetting things, just, uh, Remember those those things that oppose God will still kill and destroy, and I don't know exactly how this fits. <laughs> I'm not well, sure no, completely I, it in fits the really Fits well,
2: this. I think, because Elijah also that that may enter a question about what what happened to Elijah after his victory at Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. He. Yes, fled. Right. Um, Are we going uh, right. to tell? Right. Oh no! no, no <laughs> t- well, he <laughs> fled okay. from Jezebel. She threatened him, right. and he had an experience—a depression. Yes. he was depressed. He was discouraged. Yes. He was afraid. Yeah, and they, uh, an went down to Sinai, mm-hmm. forty-day 40 day trip, mm-hmm. and uh, the. Um, the point is that uh, how did he recover his sense of of God he is in charge? God God told Elijah. God helped him get back in the subtle. In the saddle. <laughs> he was discouraged. He was afraid that we were going to kill him. Mm-hmm. Everything going bad. The bad people were kind of taking over. Yes. Uh, Azaliah was out there. And uh, and God had to mm-hmm. be, encourage him yes. and, and help him. And a part of it was he had to eat uh, right. Yeah. An angel came to give him food.
3: And that sweet. It's so practical, and it makes me. Um, w- w- our church, just for instance, a baby is born. We have a meal train. That mom, new mom, doesn't have to cook dinner for, oh, months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, when you, when you had your yes. stroke, you had weeks of people bringing you food. Yes. And food and is is can be so uh, healing. Um, and it's important. God doesn't, he's, he is involved in, he, we are bodies. Right. He created us bodies. And we
2: need to eat right mm-hmm. and take care of ourselves mm-hmm. to serve the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and he, that point is made very clearly for Elijah. Mm-hmm. And God does the job of encouraging him Lifting, lifting him back up and right. showing him right. with these three people that he God's still in control. Right. I'm I'm moving. I'm doing right. these matters. And, and what uh, is so sweet important. about that?
3: It is important, and it also is so relational. I mean, over it, food happens at a table between friends you know, food happens with family, food happens. And Mm -hmm. this is so in terms of, again, kind of God's side and being careful that, that you are on, on the side of the Lord on God's side. It reminds me of, um, also of the Lord's supper, you know, I mean, at the, at the table before the crucifixion, I mean, Jesus had, he had a meal with his friends, and one not so, and <laughs> one that I'm not sure we could be called to spend. But, uh, um,
2: enter the resurrection uh, on, mm-hmm. on the beach that the, huh
3: uh, That's right. Meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so may, maybe uh, let that be an encouragement to you, uh, as far as God's sovereignty and his hand and his will being done. Um, stick close to him. Uh, read his get in his word listen to the bible live um allow him to to feed you be in relationship with him and there there's nothing to fear um i mean what a sad in a way life ahab that's a, that's a, it's a, it's a a sad thing. You know, he hears, he knows he's going to die. And I mean, and in that way, we all know we're going to die. I mean, here's a man literally trying to run from death and it's going to find him. And, and he feared it because he was far from the true and living God. And if you are not far from the true and living God, you have nothing nothing to fear, <laughs> yeah. and you can live in peace and right. uh and in fellowship and and eat drink and be merry. <laughs> I don't know if that's quite the but yes you can uh and and allow that food to heal so that was a little bit of a but i I do love that story I think it's very sweet and it's kind of it's also i guess two two stories uh, and Ahab and trying to Avoid this, I guess, God's plan, and it's not going to happen, because God's plan will happen, um, and then Elijah being, um, yes, being healed, being encouraged by the angel of the Lord, bringing him food twice, so uh, Elijah eats, he gets some rest, and then he wakes up the next day, and <laughs> there he is again with food for him, and he gets nourished and fed. And then he's told, and if you know the answer to this, uh, 210-340-9585, Elijah, God, God tells him, there are three people that I want you to anoint. So go back, and you're going to anoint these three people. And that's also more nourishment for Elijah. So he has food, but God also says, I've got a plan, mm-hmm. too. Do Don't worry.
1: That to uh, so that's in 1
3: Kings chapter 19, verse 15. Larry? And I okay. think it's fascinating. They're not everything. all uh, Jews. They're not all Jewish. Um, one of them in particular, I guess, is, is not. And uh, that's very interesting. We do have a caller. And so we're excited to... Talk with you. We'll see if you have the names for this. It is Larry. Hi, Larry. Let's see. I think we're.
4: Hi. I wasn't Larry. calling about the names. I was yes. calling about something else. They were oh. they were discussing the first prophet. Yes. While ago in the Bible. Yes. If you recall, in Genesis, was Abimelech. God oh, called yes. Abraham the prophet. That's right. Can you hear it, it, it actually oh,
2: it actually says that in Genesis. Does it not? Does it actually, yes, sir. It said that he is the first prophet.
4: Oh, I forgot about that. Well, God, God says, because Abimelech, Abraham, remember, he was afraid that he was going to be killed. Yes. Because of Sarah, that was the custom of the land. Yes. Yeah. then. And then what happens? He <laughs> tells a lie, which is a half truth, <laughs> that right. Sarah was his sister. Um, but she is his wife at the same time. And when when Abimelech, if I'm not mistaken, there were two Abimelechs that they had an encounter with. But anyway, the first Abimelech was he told him not to touch Sarah because Abraham is his prophet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's the first time the word prophet is used in the Bible, if that I'm not mistaken. You may well be right there. By the way... Uh,
2: abimelech was not his name abimelech that was his his t-
4: his right his title just like pharaoh yes ah, interesting. right ah. that's very good that's a good point um so just like in, in the bible also and a lot of people don't know this there were two enochs enoch, enoch. So the, yes e- there were two Enoch. yeah uh, um that's right what uh uh Cain had a son named Enoch. Enoch, yes, yes. Uh, interesting. And then Enoch, the one that was translated. Yeah, I think that was a name, not a title. Not a uh, title. title, Enoch, so, but two. Very oh, good, Larry. Larry Very fun. good, helpful.
3: Thank you so much. Well, thank it, you,
4: and you, you all keep up to good work. Oh, thank thanks, you. Larry. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks. You too. All right,
3: way to go. That's, uh, there you go. We had a question. Thank you.
4: That's now, we, also...
3: we
2: uh, need, I guess, I think we need to move on beyond That's right. Elijah. That's right. Let's go. Uh, uh, one thing we might want to mention uh that um, Elijah didn't die in a normal sense.
1: Yeah.
2: He was taken up in chariot of fire.
3: It's a great movie
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The of Fire. Yes, very good. But here's yeah. another question: Maybe Larry or maybe another person can call in with the answer to this question. Where did Elijah appear in the New Testament?
1: Oh well. Okay.
3: Okay. Good question. <laughs> That's a great question. We have three minutes. About three minutes. Um. Oh, good. We have a caller. <clears throat> we'll we'll sneak this in before we go to our break. Um, but that's a great uh, you you maybe it's Larry.
2: King, Could
3: show me we have your first name, please? <laughs> um, Larry, again? Okay. yeah, right. Thanks, Larry. Larry
2: again.
3: <laughs> I we, I knew you would know this. It's
4: Moses and Elijah, Moses yes, and Elijah. <laughs>
3: the,
4: the Mount, Mount, Mount of Transfiguration. Transfiguration, yes, yes, sir. And that's when Moses represented the law and Elijah the process. That's why Jesus said that they had. Moses the and the, the prophets. prophets. Yes. 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 If they don't believe them, they will not believe one risen from the dead.
1: Oh, very right. Good, Larry, very like good.
4: Praise the Lord. The glory is <laughs> His. Amen.
1: Oh, well done. Yes. Thank
4: really? you. Y'all have a good evening. Thanks, Thanks.
3: Larry. Well, That was easy. Uh, <laughs> he,
4: we,
2: he knew too much. Larry, we had more you questions know, for you. He <laughs> you knows the answers to all of these. I think.
3: Oh, that was fun. Um, well, uh, we're going to go to our second break. We'll come back for our third segment and get more into Second Kings and Elisha. find out. Yes, um, talk more about Elisha and who he was and uh, more stories from.
2: Some amazing Kings. things that happened to him. Yeah. yeah.
3: And if you have, we'll ask some more questions. The one outstanding one is at Mount Sinai, what three people did God tell Elijah to go back and to anoint? And I love how you put it in the context of also encouraging Elijah that there's a plan and you're going to be a part of it. Um, so just hang in there with us. This is The Bible Live, and we'll be right back
1: after this break. In morning when I rise
3: Bible Live. That music is so, so nice. John, thank you. Makes me want to listen to that and fall asleep. <laughs> you all, We're almost there. <laughs> and then you can hopefully have a wonderful evening and good night's sleep and get ready for this upcoming week. Speaking of this upcoming week, yes. we're going to finish, we're going to start at, we'll finish up 2 Kings and then we start in the book of Acts, which is also so exciting. Um, It's going to be a great read. And it's just in time for uh, the National Day of Prayer. So on Thursday, it is every year. It's the first Thursday in May. And it's a national declare National Day of Prayer. And uh, that'll happen in San Antonio will be
2: um, at uh, Main Plaza. At
3: Main Plaza, participating in this uh, at, at noon. So twelve o'clock noon. Sophie, are
2: you going to be part of this this year? Yes, I'm going to You're go to be, be there. Um, I, I don't know what part Suzanne's <laughs> going to make do, but I, I may put I may put up the banners. I may put up posters. I but I'll be there. Okay. Okay. Good. Oh, good. Your your presence is always. Um, oh, special. Nice yeah, well, I wish, I hope people will come uh, Yeah, for any reason, but it's a great time of prayer yeah. for our city, our state, our nation, mm-hmm. our world. In fact, uh, yeah. concerted prayer mm-hmm. coming together simply out of our different church buildings. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We are We're one, we celebrate the King. oneness uh-huh. of uh, the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and we'll be praying Thursday at noon. Main Plaza. Plaza.
3: Yes. So, uh, if you would like, they're going to have a prayer walk. So, starting at first uh, at First Presbyterian. So, you could park at First Presbyterian Church downtown. I think that's uh, 404 North Main. I believe is the address. But take a look, and they will walk. It starts at 10:30. They'll walk from the church down to Main Plaza and they'll probably get there just in about time. There's some pre-worship music and prayer time that'll happen at 11.30 and then they'll be there at noon is when the cathedral bells ring and when we'll officially start the time of prayer. And it is. It's always a special, it's a wonderful time. There's a lot. You know, San Antonio has grown so much. A lot has changed. Just the, and and yet this is, this is our, what, what year is this? Maybe 35, 30, 5, 37, no, This 38,
2: is almost 40 sure. years. Yeah. So this is
3: almost our 40th year of uh, um, participating in this in an organized way. Of course, National Day of Prayer has been around uh, officially uh, on the first Thursday ever since 52, I believe. Yes. Um, Or was it Reagan? No, officially in 52, but it was the first Thursday in the 80s with Reagan. And that's how we were able to then actually organize and participate. Uh, It was because we had a day, Uh, a specific specific day. day. But uh, that's a, yes, that's an exciting time. And and boy, I I hope it's like Acts and the
2: Holy Spirit comes. Amen. And these days of prayer... Don't let it become just uh, run-of-the-mill, normal right. uh, event. Mm-hmm. These are special opportunities yes. for God's people to join right. in prayer. And mm-hmm. if you can't get the main plaza. Uh, Pray at the level of your family. Pray at your workplace. Yeah. Gather in, in restaurants and pray. Mm-hmm. It's a day of prayer for God's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, those that pray in the meetings, special gatherings, thousands of gatherings are being organized all across the nation. Mm-hmm. Millions of Christians will, will be uniting in prayer. And, uh, just This makes a different, uh In lives, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. employment, and uh,
3: specifically for our leaders. I mean, for our for our country, for you know, from from all the way up to even to our local leadership. Um, Are to our precinct chairs, maybe you're being called to be a precinct chair or to be involved in in the leadership level of our government. um, Pray over that. And uh, we need good, godly people. So that is uh, always a... And
2: then Friday, uh, Thursday, uh, National Day, Friday, then we start reading the book of Acts, oh, about after. the okay. church that is born in a prayer meeting. Yes,
1: that's so, right. So uh,
2: the church is born at a prayer meeting in okay. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we the, the reading of the book of Acts will be a great occasion for yes. us as well. That is exciting.
3: So uh, that is coming up. Currently, we are wrapping up. Well, we we need to get into Second Kings.
2: Uh, we're going yeah, to talk a little bit about Elisha. About Elisha, yes.
3: So Elisha was Elijah's assistant, and uh, he was uh, he was bald. <laughs> Not to, but that's one of the uh, from one of those crazy stories. You
2: remember that? I remember that he was bald.
3: <laughs> and uh, boy, let's see. Take us through Dad. Um, well. You know, Elisha, now is Elisha, no, Elijah raises the the boy from the dead. Is that right? And
2: um, it, the Elisha, uh, that I think could, it's that Elisha, yeah, own, Elisha.
3: We should, uh, um, that could be its own uh, quiz hour. Question number, <laughs> is question number 15. Right. Okay. 15.
2: Yeah, God that uses Elisha. that as
3: Elisha. And uh, what, the, I thought, one of the stories, um, and this happened in Elisha's time, but there was a funeral.
2: And oh yes.
3: I, I don't know. I I enjoy. I think this story is kind of interesting because it doesn't have really to do so much with the people as it does the place, and. Uh, it, to me, is a sweet reminder that God is in the process of not just redeeming people, but redeeming the very soil, the very place, the very earth. You know, I l- oh, always love that. I,
2: I, think, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay.
3: I think you do, what too. What story
2: are you well, thinking of? Well,
3: okay. Um, I'm thinking of the funeral. Uh-huh. And they uh, so they're attending a funeral, and then they have to quickly wrap it up. And, and
2: then they're attacked by they're getting, an enemy by an enemy. Of course, right? The, I think Midianites good. attack them.
3: Okay, Midianites. and so
2: they had to run for their lives.
3: And so, in doing so, they very quickly they they threw the dead body that was the, in what was going to be Elijah's tomb, and. The dead body comes to life.
2: <laughs> I don't know how to make of that. I don't know. I
3: know it does. It has a little bit of shades of kind of mysticism. You know, it, it can be. A, but um, I mean, to take it at face value, I, I think, and just to read it and to accept it as what happened, uh, I I think stranger
2: things have happened, <laughs> believe it or not.
3: But he is. What is that? Um, the verse in is it oh Holy Night" or S- "The The Weary World Rejoices"? Yeah. Um, not you know. A lot of times we think of well, the weary. Um, is it heaven and nature? Okay. Well, the weary world rejoices. In other words, it's not just the people that groan for the Messiah that or that one. It's it's nature mm, and good. the earth and the soil itself. Yes. Uh, sin has affected and infected. Everything, including uh, um, the very you know, the animals and the and yeah. death, has affected everything. And it's just a sweet, I, I think, little story about death working backwards.
2: I don't know what else to make of it. I'm glad that you <laughs> find a uh, 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 meaning in it because I've read that before. It is. I don't. I actually, I'm not even sure where it is now, but it just. It's the Bible going along also tells us this, this, <laughs> little little, this little story and uh, you, you don't know what to make of it.
3: Well, but, yeah, it reminds you know what it reminds me of is uh, remember when Aslan creates Narnia and when Narnia is brand new, brand new, you would they threw the lampstand. Right. Oh, which yeah. the, and a lampstand grew or you threw a money a coin dropped and immediately up sprouted a money tree a tree that had coins on it and Aslan said it won't always be like this but in this early the the soils are very fertile and rich and you plant something it's gonna grow and it reminds (laughs) me of that's kind of what it reminds me of it he hit that soil and in Oh, popped. <laughs> um, honey,
2: honey you gonna have to. Your goal has to be able. Your goal okay. needs to be that you're gonna. Understand and remember the Bible as much as you remember the Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia. That's right. <laughs> I know. You know, you that's, remember those really right, well. Right.
3: <laughs> it's true. and that. But that is, if ever there's a book in the, well, I mean all of the books, but uh, yes, you're right. That we have, that the Bible will, will become that. uh just then I'll, I'll, what is it? When you get squeezed, you squeeze scripture. I think right now I might squeeze Narnia. (laughs) I might bleed, but okay. So, uh, we are, we need to talk through, yes. So Elisha, now, what would you say are the big takeaways as far as Elisha's life? I mean, or is it kind of, is it just an example of Sort well, of faithfulness and story, and faithfulness after the story, story
2: of that uh, boy that he raises is very interesting because that boy, if I understand correctly from Jewish tradition, okay. if that young boy grows up to be grows up to be um one of the prophets. Yes that we read about in Scripture. Right. I can't remember, can't remember which Obadi- one.
3: Obadiah? It seems like Obadiah. Oh, uh,
2: mine be being Obadiah. Obadiah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what... Uh, you got to scratch beneath the surface uh-huh. and find out who the people are. But uh, the other thing about Elisha was Naaman. Yes. The, the captain of... The army, the Syrian uh, army, was okay. Naaman, mm-hmm. and he had leprosy, and he had a little Jewish girl that worked in his in its home. Mm-hmm. He, I guess he had probably taken her yeah. as a slave, mm-hmm. and she reminds him of the prophet. Oh. I know a prophet of God, true and living God, that can heal you.
3: And that's sweet.
2: And so he goes mm-hmm. to see Elisha. And what a wonderful adventure mm-hmm. I, that is. he is. He's told to dip seven times in the River Jordan, and he gets insulted because it, we, it, the River Jordan's kind of muddled kind of a mud puddle more than a river, uh, mud puddle. <laughs> I can't say the word puddle, puddle. <laughs> but anyway, uh, his, his own people talk him into it and they say, look, if, it, if he had told you to do something difficult, you'd do that, go ahead and do it. So go to dip seven times and he healed of his leprosy. And I find that interesting because he says to Elijah, to Elisha, I will only worship the true and living God, your God. I will only worship God from now on the rest of my life. And then he said, oh, but there's one thing I have to serve my king. When he goes into the temple to, to serve this other God, false God, idol." I, it's my responsibility to hold his arm and go in with him. And you would think Elisha would say, "No, you can't do that. You got to serve the." Right. Elisha. Basically, um, tell them that's oh, all right. That's your job. You got right. to do that. Right. But you, you're going to serve the. the only. He knew. Who, he knew which God right. made him whole, right. gave him healing. Yes. And I've always found that intriguing Uh that Elisha didn't say, oh, no, he can't. He said, no, I'm saying God God understands. Right. Uh,
3: And he's working with you and through you where you are currently. And you have to trust that he'll bring about. I guess so. And you were right. uh, By the way, it is the Aramean. It was the Aramean army and the Aramean king. Sorry, I said Assyrian. I was wrong. But um, yeah, that is. And it's a sweet, uh, you know, Elisha uh, has a lot of, I think in many ways, his ministry is a foreshadowing of Jesus's ministry. Um, and the things that Elisha does, he does a lot of miracles with water, the axe to mm-hmm. float. He uh, um, let's see, what else was the uh, the well, the olive oil jars. That guess oh, that's yeah. not specifically water, but the but the, even the healing of Naaman was in the water. And,
2: J- that, and Jihadi, his servant, remember uh, when when this uh, when Naaman is healed of, of leprosy. He offers the prophet clothing and money, Mm -hmm. and Elijah thanks him, but says, no, no, uh, you don't need to, but Jehazi, his servant, (laughs) runs out and he catches uh, Naaman on the road and says, I'll take the money, I'll take the clothing, he gives it to him, and Jahandi at gets a leprosy crazy. that that Naaman Naaman had, has I, I guess right. <laughs> but there's a little little story there about yes. values about right. we don't we don't charge money to mm-hmm. tell people the good news to the right. people right. i guess something right like well, that. and
3: again, you know this is also uh, you, you mentioned it at the beginning. Israel is uniquely situated in the world, and time and again, God has told them, I, I will be your God, you will be my people, and I've made this covenant relationship with you. I will bring about the Messiah, we will uh, make your descendants like the sand, but you are to be a light. You are to be, you are a set apart people, you are a holy people that are to to tell of me to the watching world to a world that you're surrounded by that have idol worshipping, children sacrificing multiple gods that are so lost. And uh Elisha is just he's he's doing just that. I mean, you and he's doing ministry. He's not doing necessarily uh and this is kind of very similar to Jesus's ministry. I mean, certainly he has his theology down. Absolutely, he knows, uh, I'm sure, Scripture. and But his ministry is healing lepers, raising a boy from the dead, um, purifying water, um, doing these kind of miracles.
2: And he takes people where they where are. Where they
3: are, and that's transformative. Uh, and so you're seeing... He, here oh, is
1: a good.
3: high up general in the in an in an enemy army, but worshipping now the one true God, and that's why you know when the so he, let's go through and now uh, Second Kings maybe we don't quite get there, but ultimately what's happening in 722 BC uh, the North Samaria is defeated, and the Assyrians. Succeed! Finally, they capture all the people, and Israel in the north, the ten tribes in the north, are completely scattered, and uh,
2: never recon, never to
3: come back. That's right. But um, but God has been using the, the, their people and those that were still faithful like that little girl I mean the little girl who's, who is
2: who is a slave
3: to an enemy general brings just by saying oh I know a person it reminds me of the Samarian woman the woman at the well um, you know Jesus yeah. says not to but she goes into this she says I know someone that knew everything about me yes. <laughs> and You'll, she just tells her story
2: you are to tell one of the, well, we got just a little time before we finish, but tell about those four lepers. There were four lepers that were outside. They yes. had laid seeds yeah, to Samaria, is, yes. and they were starving to right. death, and, and they're suffering yes. greatly. And these four lepers were out the outside the gate, and they said, "Well, we." can we might as well die here, or we can go down to the enemy camp, and who knows? Maybe they'll have mercy and give us something to eat or something. Right,
3: and if not, they'll kill us. But we're going to die anyway. Yeah, so they feel like they have nothing to lose.
2: So they go down it in the evening, and they no the <laughs> no there. no guards it or says, anything. Right, it says, and that they time. found out the whole yes. the whole army had. Fled.
3: God had caused their mm. coming to sound as though chariots and horses were coming and they thought they were being that the Israelites had teamed uh, yeah. up with the Egyptians yeah, and the, they, and so they
2: fled. And so all the banquet they left tables full of food and yes. everything. So these Four, you know they, they they eat dug in yes. and then one of them said, It's not good what we're doing. Mm. We need to go tell others. And yes, there's a great story That's,
3: there. It is, and so they do. They go back and they. Uh, but uh, that is uh, when, when when god gives you what's that song that you sing when god gives you a something story you don't yeah. keep it to yourself yes. yeah. <laughs> you go tell uh, uh, to your neighbors and proclaim it anyway but it's it's true when god gives you a story when he has when he heals you and he is uh you, you go go and tell people it's,
2: if it's good news You want to tell others. I I worry sometimes about people who 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 are not eager eager to tell others about what they found in the Lord, the hope, the joy, Mm -hmm. because it's the most natural thing in the world to tell good news. Mm -hmm. And if if people aren't eager to tell, and it it hasn't been something that's Build their life and change their life for good, mm-hmm. then they'll be less likely to be enthusiastic about sharing it. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it is important and it made a difference in your life, mm-hmm. tell others. Yes. You'll find a way somehow, mm-hmm. somehow or other to share the good news. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And I can see how it could be. It could maybe be a little bit, yeah. Hard, I could see that, but like those four lepers, like no, I we gotta we gotta share this. We got. I do remember one time. Who was it? The pen and who were the uh, magicians? Uh, one of them was being interviewed. He's aston- Yes, yeah. he's a staunch atheist, and uh, he was being asked about Christianity or something. And I remember him saying, "I never mind. I, I do not mind at all when Christians try to t- you know tell me about their In fact. I hope that they would, because I mean, to them, it's good news. It's the I don't believe it, but uh, it's sa- it's salvation. This true. If they don't the tell me about it. What you know. is that saying? They don't want me to have that. And uh, I always that always stuck with me. But we are about at the end of our time, and so that music's going to kick in here in just a little bit. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in, listening. And this is the Bible live. We got about halfway through second Kings. We'll finish up and then get into the book of Acts this week. National day of prayers on Thursday, uh, 12 o'clock main plaza in person. Otherwise, wherever you are and we'll see you next weekend. is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218.
0: Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on the the Bible Bible Live Quiz Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and the Bible Live broadcast.
3: You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and Oh.